I'll do it on the cloud. Hello, everyone. I hope everybody is doing fantastic. Welcome to the Alchemical Goat. I'm Jessica Dimitro. I'm Bobby Larson, and today we're going to talk about the air element in relation to magic and business and our personal lives and all of the fun stuff. So um, we literally kind of just decided to talk about this. I was like, do we talk about, because we still have air and we still have water. And then I looked at air and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of, I'm into it because I, because like we were saying about the wind, we've been having, mm -hmm. we had some crazy windstorm the other night and um, it knocked out power. We're in Northern California for those that don't know where we are. And I have so much anxiety around wind, but it started even before like because wind usually in our area means fires are coming. Mm -hmm. So I have like PTSD around it, but which is weird, right? <laughs> weird. But when I was little, I always thought that I controlled the wind. I was convinced that I controlled it. It was one of the first things as a little girl that connected me to nature and that I felt I had power over. It was a really strange thing, right? It's a really strange thing. Um, and I remember one day, I never told anybody this, never told anybody this. And I'm in probably, I was probably 20 and I was at work and I worked in retail and the um, sliding doors that open automatically, the wind blew, the doors opened and all of this stuff went flying like it, it just like all these magazines and all these things different things just flew and one of the other cashiers looked at all of us there was a couple of us around and looked at everybody and went you guys look what bobby just did and i was like oh, what did you know did you know the weird nobody knew i'd never told anybody i'd never talked about it it was so weird it was so weird. And from that point on, I went, okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was reading well, about like how air, air and um, earth and like Capricorn in general, like they're similar um, characteristics, like both their numerology is the number eight. Um, it has a lot to do with, was it communication? um networking I can't remember what else um well I mean social relationships right uh I personally like the way that I see it too is like so in most of the zodiac everything goes into each other and the triplicities of the elements do too so we start with Gemini, which is communication, how we perceive the world, sort of the basics of, you know, us coming and seeing things and understanding and communicating. And then we move into Libra, which is about social relationships, how we, how, what, how we are in the world, how other people see us and every relationship is different. Right. And then there's this component of justice there, right. The, the scales weighing things out seeing how we as a collective kind of see what is justice, what are 
the things that we're building upon to kind of create the world around us. And then we move into Aquarius, which is the community, right? The outer world, how we are or what we create together as this collective conscious, right? That all of those things together kind of build upon each other. So I think there's a lot of, you know, not just community and not just social relationships and not just basic communication, but sort of how we understand and perceive the world, different um, perceptions, right? Books mm-hmm. are ruled by air, ideas, the internet, right? Because here we come together, like, what are your ideas? What are my ideas? Right. And personally, I've been seeing it as sort of a building block, right? So if I have an idea and I need to understand it further, the only way to do that is to bounce it off other people and see where it mm-hmm. goes. I don't see it as such a bad thing. Like some people will get really upset. Like, oh, you have this idea and you believe that. Oh my God. But really what it is, is you're throwing it out there to see, hey, does the collective agree? If we agree, great, right? But if not, how can I make it better so that we can keep building? Because we all ultimately have this individual way we're building the world. And then we have this collective way we're building the world. And a lot of the collective way has good, values and ideologies that we all sort of share like the sense of morality and justice and sometimes it's it's a good thing and it helps move us in a in a more positive more evolved way and sometimes it's a negative thing right you can think of all of like the church ideas and all of that stuff of like how we have to be right but we're we're kind of moving outside of that because we're moving into the age of aquarius age of aquarius is like we're starting to evolve. We're starting to be able to take our ideas from this individual place. And, you know, before the only way to kind of spread stuff was through books and through um, TV. And so that's controlled by somebody. But now I can put out an idea or a podcast or a video and it can be seen all around the world. So I can spread my ideas. Now, whether anybody's going to buy on or, or look, that's a whole different issue, but at least I have the availability and the, the, I don't know what else, how to say it, but the ability to put it out there. Right. So, I mean, there's almost, does it almost feel like it's an imbalance? Cause there's almost too much air. There's, you know, what, you know what I mean? Like the social media aspect of it took it and ran with it and now it's it's like we're talking too much (laughs) right we're talking we're putting out too much information so much information that things get lost and you know so it's or they just you have to really search for the real truth the real the real stuff the real um story but that's just it you can only start to move forward i i believe if you start trusting yourself what is resonating with bobby larson what are bobby larson's ideas what are the things that you're promoting out there on your platform and your page does it resonate with you not everybody is going to resonate there are some people that resonate with people that don't resonate with you and those ideas but there's a purpose and i believe a divine perfection around each of us and our ideals and the things that resonate with us because maybe it's not truth but it's true enough for us to build upon who we're becoming to for our divine purpose which might be different than somebody else's honestly duality is going to exist which is another very air idea 
duality, Gemini, mm-hmm. the dark and the light, the evil. You, we see it as bad and good. And like, so if you're bad, you're all you're bad. Gemini, no, you actually you? evolve. I am very much a Gemini, but, <laughs> but, but this makes sense to me. Right. And I look at like Tupac Shakur, right? God, what a beautiful soul he was, but he was surrounded by all this darkness. You could look, he's exactly the stereotype of things that we think are bad in our society. And he had so much knowledge and so much wisdom because he grew up in the duality and he could call it out in a way that nobody else could. And there's so much, I just get chills just thinking about what a divine thing that was. All of my social justice cred goes to him, all of it. That's where I first got in and first started understanding it and first started wanting to know more was through Mm -hmm. Tupac because he was saying the things that I was seeing because I was hanging out in bad areas of Portland. I was hanging out with people that were outcasted and deemed as bad when they were just misunderstood. So that duality is created, like I said, in Gemini. And then we go to Aquarius where we start bringing people in like if we only look at the 1% of people that actually fit in with all your ideals, you would be bored, right? Yeah. But it's creating the community that's different and they have different things to offer. For me, I don't want to just be on a platform where everybody agrees with me. I want to be on a platform where- though right now, and that's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. They just want to hear just their echo chamber, that echo chamber, you know, it's- this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before we started recording, but the idea of like, you know, that comfort, they just want to stay mm-hmm. comfortable, um, not question, not move forward, um, not look at who's really ruling the world, who's, you know, who's really making these decisions for everybody. They right. don't want to have, they actually don't really want to take much responsibility for themselves and their lives, you know, and, and not to like get political, but it's like, at some point you can't, the out there isn't going to keep you, isn't in, not, doesn't exist for your better, betterment, right? It but we don't. We don't live in a society or a thing that doesn't completely evolve all the time. So that comfort is temporary. It's fake, right? I just understand that. If you understand nothing else, it's fake. It doesn't actually exist. It only is like, well, if I stay like this and think about how hard that is to completely shed off any actual normal information that can make a difference in your life. Like I I just want to hang out with white street christian people and anybody else is scary and i don't want to know them and i don't want to have my you know opinions pushed to the edge but the the truth is is in order to stay in that seed is a lot harder than actually going out there and being like well i guess this isn't so bad let's just start really looking and accepting everybody so i feel more sorry for those people and what i really think is interesting right now Saturn is in Aquarius, which is where Uranus rules, right? And Uranus Mm -hmm. is squaring Saturn in Taurus. So we're having this debate. We're having a lot of stuff happening and transforming. And what we're going to start realizing is, is being like uh, that Alanis, you know, that, um, the poem about 
the seed coming out. I love this thing. And I never know the name of the woman who wrote it. <laughs> Maybe we could put it in the show notes or something. But, you know, she okay. talks about like it, the day came when it became harder to stay in the seed than it did to sprout. That's where we are as a society. Yeah. It's yeah. so much harder for us to stay stuck, stay in ourselves, and and not acknowledge all of the things that are happening, which is like over the course of it, especially I would say since 2008, since Pluto went into Capricorn, but we'll, we can make mm-hmm. the argument since the last election or the, even the election right. before how biased everything is, how all of the media is owned by other people, how all of our politicians are collecting all of this money. And we knew this before, but it is so obvious now. You cannot turn on the media without it being about beating their drum about the vaccine, about all of these different things. I understand that we feel like we need everybody to do what we need them to do to feel safe. But the thing is, is that we're allowed to have our own opinions. We're allowed to be who we are. We're allowed to take in the information and make decisions for ourselves. And I know that there's about 50 million other people out there that are like, but then what about... And it's like, but the more angry you are, the more you can be controlled by your emotions. And that is why the media every day brings up an issue they know is going to get to you. They know that you are going to be so obsessed with it. It's such a mind fuck. And the thing is, is I think the lay person, um, because I don't watch the news. um, No, I don't haven't. I, I haven't watched the news. I like maybe on accident if I'm like at somebody's house, you know, but like I haven't like sought it out in years, right? Nothing changes. You go on and it's going to be this. It's like the same. It's that fear, that fear that, you know, it might be peppered in with like a little happy story somewhere, but for the most part, it's that fear. And I find it so interesting that the lay person that watches the news nightly, like religiously, right? They're like, at six o'clock, I watch, you know, my person, right? <laughs> Whatever. Everybody is their favorite newscaster. I mean, that's like a real thing. Um, <laughs> I totally used to have one. And they don't see that they're being controlled. Like they, they literally, right. and that's, and that to me, that's so strategic. There's so much strategy behind that, right? There's, you know, I've taken some psychology. I know you've taken, you know, psychology. We've done sociology, both of us, right? We have some mm-hmm. degree. You have a proper, I have a little bit undergrad degree of sociology. But just understanding humans, right? Right. Um, it doesn't take much to understand humans. So I, I'm confused as to the fact that, like, people just don't realize that they're being lied to, controlled, with fear Um, well can i just say something real quick about that you know so my my personal experience with this was you know from the last election i was i'm a huge bernie sanders supporter because i see the progress i see his consistency um and so that to me was somebody that i could get behind right and i could see i loved rachel maddow I loved MSNBC. I thought that they were taking Trump to task and all these things. Right. And sorry, I'm just not a Trump supporter. I'm never going to be a no. Trump supporter. So, but, That's but true. so, so I'm like watching her and she used to sing my thing until I saw how she treated Bernie. And I realized 
this, this is what they do. It was, it took that. I think I knew that in theory, but I, it saw me to take that thing where I could see Bernie. I could see all of the things he was about. I could see where he was standing for. I understood his platform to a degree and I knew how he was going to get all the money, all the questions that the reporters asked 50 times. And then I saw Rachel Maddow, somebody I respected, somebody who I thought was intelligent, basically just take him and try to take him down because yep. that corporation because, because known as MSNBC doesn't agree. Yes. Right. And, and I saw it over and over plan. again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. I love, you know, this, this topic is so interesting because like, it makes you realize like air, just air in general, it's like so much part. It's it, like, that's what I'm talking about, this imbalance, because it's so in control of everything. All of the, all of the media, right? All of this communication mm-hmm. is, is being like tampered with. Um, sure. It's, you know, I mean, not tampered. It's like not even tampered. It's like way worse than that. <laughs> right? <laughs> but Facebook, you know, comes up. I have my memories. I love seeing my memories on Facebook, but this kind of topic, this topic has come up. I was, you know, years, the past years, I've been like loud and and proud about my support of Bernie and like not a fan of Trump. And there's things that come up that I'm like, oh, I can't believe I posted that. Like, whoo, I was really looking for a fight. Um, (laughs) Right? Um, and, but it didn't change anything. Like this is, this is the problem is like, we have all this information and we have people, we have these platforms where we can have these conversations openly. Um, I have one, I had one friend in particular, he was always pissing off my very liberal democratic left friends because he was the opposite like whatever that Mm -hmm. opposite was he's that guy and I would have friends multiple friends message me privately why are you still friends with this guy what what are you doing and I'm like because we should all hear everybody's opinion like I don't want to live in a sound I don't want to live in that echo chamber I want to hear all of it and it needs to be it needs to be available. And that's what these platforms are supposed to do. They're supposed to be places of free speech, right? I am a free speech nut. Do not, I don't, I know you don't agree with the Ku Klux Klan. I know you don't like Black Lives Matter. Like I, whatever it is, right? I get it. You don't like Trump. You don't like Bernie. You don't like whatever. Losing my ear. Um, (laughs) But if you don't, have a conversation about it how can we ever come together and figure out well what's the solution or what do we want or maybe he does have that and I just didn't know or maybe you know there's there's more to the story right right I just didn't know it also there's a slippery slope because if you start just saying well I don't like anybody that doesn't like Bernie they can do that in another way to you with your exactly. ideas and silence exactly. you. Exactly. And so that's exactly. why that respect is so important. Like you don't have to be like 
best friends with somebody that obviously has some pretty horrible ideologies that affect you and the people that you love. Right. And that's up to you, but silencing them will only bring either worst case scenario, somebody Mm -hmm. even more evil to to the freaking foreground to put those ideas out there. They're just not going to go away. And the thing is, is that we live in this sort of thing where one thing that we do could have dire consequences in another way later the powers that be will be like well they want this to happen so how can we make this work for us right and the more on board people get and i can see it with the vaccination i i'm not i'm totally just got my booster yesterday so i'm you know i for me and my personal thing am fine with the vaccination but it's not i don't want to put that on anybody else I'm not telling anybody else what to do. I actually don't even like it that much. I just went to get it because my work is going to have me get it anyway. And then I work around children and I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to be that person. Right. It's just too much. So I, the thing is, is that when we start getting on these things, I don't care how right you think you are. You look like an asshole when you start browbeating people posting it all the time, telling people how much better they are, how stupid they are when they don't get it. It's so, it makes me so upset. I, I just look at that and I'm like, wow. And I mean, okay, yeah, they have to have a voice, but can we do something about our, the way that we react to people we disagree with? Right. Can we well, just respect, is, okay, you don't agree. That's okay. The thing, okay right? And I disagree. And I disagree that you not getting that person not getting vaxxed is affecting your life. If you're vaxxed and I understand that there are people that can't get the vaccine and they have these things and that's, but that's just the way the world is. They're not going to stop existing because other people are deciding that they don't want to listen to the government. And you know what, honestly, the onus is on the government on this because the government has never done anything really to be trustworthy. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I just think I, I went to a conspiracy theories class at Sonoma State, a power class, and I read multiple huge volume books about how untrustworthy the government has been (laughs) for the longest time. And everything they do has nothing to do with us. It has every, and you could just look at what they're voting on now, how they're voting. These, these supposedly democratic people are care about the people. And yet the, all they do is bounce off of each other and they're like, oh, it's the Republicans. The oh, it's the Democrats. Oh, same. it's the Republicans. They're I don't so, know who's at fault anymore. They're the <laughs> same. That's the thing. They're the same. In the grand scheme of things, all of it is the same. So um, back to the, the whole idea of this conversation. Well, it, it's that cancel culture, right? I, mm-hmm. It makes me crazy. It makes me fucking crazy. Yes, agree, all, disagree all you want um, and really dislike someone's opinion. Um, but also, if you don't want them to tell you how to live your life, you can't tell them how to live theirs, right? And this is where people, this is that slippery slope right now of you know, trying to cancel different people. Right. Um, and or opinions or whatever and then they the people that want to do that don't realize that if you start setting laws or start putting these parameters around who can say what and where and why and how um right 
it will turn around and it will be you next. Yep. It will just be you next, right? You can't... Or you're the oppressor. You're the yeah. oppressor. You're the so one which telling one do you people what be? they can't say. Right. So, so you turn into an oppressor and then eventually those laws are going to turn around and bite you in the ass, right? So, <laughs> and if you're that person that everybody's protesting, right? You're the one yeah. that are, is so involved in, in your thinking you're right, mm -hmm. that you become the person that, you know, is deciding everything. It's such a, like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be in charge of what other people are doing or how they're doing it. And I don't want to have that, that sort of responsibility for that. I think it's too yeah. much. And I think that people don't realize when they're out there telling people how stupid they are because they don't do whatever. I mean, you can put 50 things in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're essentially doing the, the things that we're so mad at that were being done to us for so long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then it, you know, it turns into there's obviously there's topics that are very close to moral they they become moral issues right so things like abortion um which i don't personally think is a moral issue but i think it's a personal issue with whoever's making that decision let them make it I, you know but it's like i heard a story decide, who gets to decide who's moral and who's not you know what i mean like yourself i well and i just feel like that again you know it because it's like this issue is so entrenched in our society because this is a religious platform. This is where the, a lot of Republicans vote. Their vote goes to mm -hmm. somebody who has the side that they want to be on on this issue. And yet there are so many reasons why a woman would have an abortion, especially right. in this day and age that are financial. Like I can't take care of this child. Uh, you know, there are, you know, health reasons. There are, you know, I don't want to bring a kid into this society. I'm not ready. And then yeah. the whole thing is, is, well, then just put it up for adoption. Well, that's not Who working so well. And it, not right? only that, but oh I'm not God. giving it, I don't want my baby to go to some Christian to be raised to turn into right. like, I'm sorry, but I don't. Right. Totally. I'm just saying, well, it's like, is, I'm not, so I'm not a baby making supply chain for you that the, I choose not to have a kid is, so that though, it's got to go to somebody else but that's what's bullshit is that it's not even going to be adopted by a Christian no, it's or anybody sit in the really system. so then it becomes uh, uh we're then having to you know because I'm assuming I think most like orphanages if that's even what they're called anymore I think they're all probably 501ccs right they're all nonprofits. so we're still, we end up paying for the, these, the unborn children. So then it becomes, they don't, generally Republicans don't want to pay for these kids, but they also don't want them to be aborted. It's a very hypocritical situation. <laughs> like, well, and it's so like, many, it's so many of the other issues that they have so that many, are pro-life, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. death penalty and gun control and all of those I things. Know. So it's, it's None of it's it. sort of like this thing about like, well, what is the best way to control women? And let's do let's yeah. the abortion issue. And yeah. so, you know, because how many women are in domestic violence situations? How many women? That's what this is. It's a, a absolutely a, a, a way to control women. And it's so interesting because 
I just, you know, I'm, you know, in my studies right now, just in building this mother wound program that I'm trying to come together with, um, so much of it is patriarchy, right? So your mother wounds come from whatever your mother did to you. Well, whatever she did to you was probably based in patriarchy because that's what the, the generation she grew up in and what was normal for her and all of those wounds, all of this hurt, all of, all of the things. And so I find this so interesting because we're looking and, and, and it, I think it's shifting. I want to, I want to believe it's shifting as you know, when we had all those women that got voted in to office whenever that was right. like years ago, I don't even know. Something um, like that. And all different races and backgrounds. Fuck yeah, right? Fuck yeah. Because that's, that's what we're trying to, that's how we're going to change things is getting more women in. Because this patriarchy stuff, even the women that are in there. Well, some women. They don't have that. <laughs> what? What did you say? I, I, I said some women because I'm thinking Marjorie Taylor Green and yeah, Lauren. No, no, no. But that's Bowman. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's these women that are still being, they're in the patriarchal mindset because that's where they've been. They've been in this industry. Politics, right? Politics is a, a fucking patriarchal industry. <laughs> like whatever business it is, it's been men. For at yeah. least for America, right? And and for you know a couple hundred years. I mean, obviously. And this is the thing. This is this was, this is a weird. This is a weird idea because it's like these men came from women. They have mothers. They have sisters. They have wives and daughters, and they're surrounded by women. And it's something in their psyche that's like but I don't want to rather than like look at themselves and be like how can I serve all these amazing women in my life right right what can I do to to bring them a, a sense of of safety and you know just show that I worship them right because that's that's what we're looking at here that's what we're looking at is how we're all trying to especially you know, women entrepreneurs, just women in general, but how we're all getting back our power. Well, those same people that took over and, you know, created America or created all of these, like, you know, the English, all of that, they took away the, you know, midwifery and the mm -hmm. witches and the healers and all of those those earth-based traditions in the European and all over the world, right? And mm -hmm. they made them bad. So anyone with the matriarchal society was the enemy. We had to get and and change that and take away their power. And it's still happening today. I mean, uh, quite a while ago when I was on Facebook more, I used to see these stories about holistic doctors being killed. You know, yeah. I don't know if those things are true. The story would come up randomly, and, but it makes sense. No, they right? killed because themselves. Right, but the pharmaceutical <laughs> companies, all of yeah. these things that exploit you, your weaknesses for addiction, the things that are going on, that, that your ability to heal your body, we're told we don't know right. what's best for ourselves. We need somebody else. We need an expert. We need authority figure mm -hmm. to come in and diagnose us and tell us, hey, this is wrong with you. And those all happen to be men. 
Well, I don't know very many men who know more about what's going on in my body than I do. Half of them can't even find the, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm not, yep. I don't really mean that, but kind of. So did <laughs> you know? And they're like, I mean, these white yeah. men in freaking power that are like going into the boardroom and they're all men talking about mm-hmm. women's issues. We're not even women at that point. We are yeah. the subject. We yeah. are a topic. We are not an actual person. We are not their mothers, their sisters, their wives, or their daughters. Yeah. We don't even exist to them. We are just this thing to be dealt with because they have to keep the power structure the same. And the best and most effective way to do that is for us to believe that we don't have any power. So in walks the witches yeah. right now that are starting to embody who we truly are. They're starting to stop trusting that freaking stupid message, the patriarchal ideas that we need somebody else to tell us and let's just fucking be done with that shit i'm just saying today i was like a a... (laughs) i'm marking it on the calendar yes i mean i've been done i mean the thing is is like i you know i i mean i've been in the holistic wellness world for a long time and um and even before then i always I just knew, like, I didn't necessarily trust doctors to, like, they never felt like they were doing anything, right? Here's some antibiotics, send you on your way, right? And as you get older and, like, you know, I'm a fairly knock on wood. I was kind of sick the last two days. I was like, do I have COVID? I don't know what this is. I haven't had a cold in years. And I kind of had a little cold. And I was like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) But, you know, remembering that we are in charge of our own health, that's a, right. that's a huge, that's such a huge lesson that um, so many people have been, like you said, like they, we're all trained to just trust the experts. And right. that's been a, you know, I'm on social media a lot, probably more than I should be. And that's the conversation around vaccinations is you know people are like well oh you and your your internet degree like you know doing your research and like I'm not what you're not going to trust a virologist that studied this for blah 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 and this is the thing is that I would but there's also virologists that are saying different things and the censoring of those virologists um, I find a little disconcerting, right? Right. So it, it, this is this is the this is the issue, and this is where this is where the the interwebs start canceling people. We're starting to cancel mm-hmm. people, no matter what their degree is, right? Right. They they just they it, it, if they have a differing opinion than the general masses then they can't talk and so right and so but that's the strangest thing because it's like well if this whole if this predominantly um I mean you know whatever 90 percent of the population thinks this one way why are you worried about this 10 percent of the population Right. Why, are you, why are you censoring them? Why are you canceling them? Why are you saying they can't speak? Why aren't you asking for their opinion? What is it that you're scared of? And 
that tells me so much more than I need to know, right? Because it's like, really, clearly, if you were really rock solid in your beliefs, you wouldn't worry about that little 10%, that virologist that went to Stanford for 20 years and whatever, did the blah, 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 whatever. Right. But you want to listen to the five-year virologist and their assistant, fine. But like, why are you ignoring this one? It's just, it's a strange time. It's such a strange time. Well, and that's just it. Like if I, if I were to tell you something, right. And I were like, okay, Bobby, let me give you the proof. I could go on all of my different sources and cherry pick what I wanted you to see about it and give that to you and say, okay, well, here's the information. I wouldn't necessarily, if I'm trying to make a point, give you all of the sources that are going to contradict what I'm saying, although they're out there with any opinion and let you decide what you want to do. And I think that is the hardest thing to jump on board right now is because what if we stopped and I under, I see, I get the whole pharmaceutical company. They're not really trustworthy ever for any reason. I mean, I just look at paying $250 a month to get insurance when other countries are able to somehow make their tax dollars work for them, the taxes that you and I pay. And in in America, we have to have a bit, we have to have a middleman. You have to have somebody selling us something. Mm. It's always selling us something. And not Mm. only that, but you pay that $250. Do you get to go to the doctor for free? No. When you get there, you pay another So we're all money driven. (laughs) Right. We're all money driven. And people will say, well, the vaccine is free. But is the vaccine free? I mean, so here we go (laughs) with this whole thing about who's, who's, right. And who is actually trustworthy enough to deliver us accurate information give us both sides of the argument and stand back and Mm -hmm. let us choose and the media doesn't allow us to do that and the politicians don't allow us to do that and they will gather people on the whatever side the democratic side or the republican side that you Mm -hmm. think you respect and they'll get out there and they'll show you the shot no i don't know but I don't think that showing me a picture of Obama getting a shot is, I, I don't know what's in there. I don't yeah. know if that's actually the stuff. That that's actually probably the NAD plus, the one that I keep hearing people go to like naturopathic doctors or they have the IVs that come. They basically right. have like a bunch of really intense vitamins. That's probably what he got. <laughs> right. and, and that's just it, right? So we don't know. Just by looking, we are trained. Right, yeah. we're trained right. that to accept certain information as truth. Yeah. Look at, oh, Trump got it. I don't know if Trump got it. I don't know who got what. I really don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm so confused because the information never seems to be consistent with exactly. anybody except for the certain message. Like, for example, if you and I came up with something and you had to take on it and I had to take on it, we would have a completely different delivery of it. And our media does not. Each yeah. newscaster the has same, the same delivery the on the script. same topic. It's a script. It's Absolutely. so fascinating. It's so fascinating. I think it's freaky. And that's why I'm saying, like, you know, just the regular Journalism person. is supposed to be done by the person. Like, when you're at Sonoma yeah. State, and if I were to copy your ideas down and deliver them as my own, I would be kicked That'd out of Sonoma plagiarism. State. Yeah. Right. But as an anchor to get on the news and deliver news given to you by somebody else. I, and I don't know how it all works, but I'm just saying that it seems really weird 
that you have the exact same opinion of the six o'clock news and the five o'clock news. I mean, verbatim, verbatim, yeah. everything that just came out of your mouth. And, and I don't watch the, and news the thing that is, often. It's like different, but you know, different news channels, different, like completely different casts, different, all of them. They're all saying nothing resonates. Anything. Nothing um, resonates in the message. It doesn't feel true to yeah, me. So I don't real. watch it. So because when I listen to other people where I resonate with them and I understand, you know, and I'm not saying all their ideas are correct. I'm saying that I can feel the authenticity when somebody mm-hmm. is speaking exactly. and what feels real exactly. to me versus somebody that's telling me a message for a purpose that has nothing to do with me, exactly. which I feel is what's going on on our media. And that that's why it's called programming. They put out information, <laughs> even there. I don't watch really that much TV at all. I, I, I admit I'm on social media more than I should. TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube, all of that stuff. But I like the idea. Stupid, you know. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, I don't know, because, but there's more stuff that resonates on that for me yeah. than these things about like the more morality clause that's in most of our TV programming the way that they make it seem like things aren't so bad. Things are fucking bad. Things are fucking bad. They're, 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 I'm not, I'm not like sounding out the whistle yet, but I'm just saying that how much can we give to this stupid way that we've been living and taking away from all the people we're still mining the resources that they've been mining since they came here to take away, to build their empires. I mean, I think it's very, 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 crazy that jeff bezos elon musk and mark zuckerberg's fortunes increased threefold during a pandemic when they should have been like hey how can we help what can we do to make life better no we're gonna go off planet to the moon that makes all kinds of fucking sense yes that's what we need to do right now i know that's what we need to be doing we need to be figuring out how to leave the planet and go find another planet (laughs) i find it in i totally find it insulting and, and I don't understand why more people don't find it insulting, why more people aren't. Turn off your fucking TV. We've been saying it. They've been saying it for decades, right? Kill your television. Kill your television. But now it's not even about I mean, television. It's, it's also about American kill your culture. internet. Right. It's well, what? and I think it's more American culture. It's like mm-hmm. we watch TV. This is our pastime. You know, and, and I was somebody who was really loved it when I was younger, right? Because it was like my, my way of escapism. Yeah, and that's where we too. kind of blame the victim a little bit in our society as we're telling mm-hmm. people. And I, I think it is important for us to get our information from other sources and all of that stuff. But I think we're just in such a place that most of us are trying to just get through the motherfucking day. It's yeah. so hard to go to work, work 30 hours. You know, Tony told me he worked 80 hour weeks. 80 hours so we can live in beautiful California and we live paycheck to paycheck. So it's like so crazy. That's why like, I think we're just in, you know, not just myself, but like a lot of other people who are doing just as much as they can to scrape by. And then they rely on things like fast food and Mm -hmm. certain things. We just don't have as much of an option as sometimes we think we do. And sometimes it's easier for us to think that we're the problem. We blame people because we let their kids are on social media. When you know what, you have to work and you yeah. have no other way to entertain your kid while you're working. Exactly. 
and people are going to judge you and tell you what a shitty parent you are lifestyle and it is it's just it's just how we have created our society our i mean i'm really trying hard to like make a plan of like how to get my family into a place where that's not our reality so much or that or that we're out exploring we're not necessarily inside in front of you know which is so ironic I mean I do social media marketing for people (laughs) I have and I do I have one I have one client right now but um you know and I'm on there all the time and I find it really easy to get lost in and it is especially during this kind of fucking whatever I'm calling it an endemic because we're we're so done I'm so fucking dead but if you want to keep calling it a pandemic, okay. But oh, like, but I think that's so interesting, and I want to I want to touch back on that when you're finished. Okay, but you know, we were all kind of stuck inside, which is convenient. Like seriously, it, everything was so convenient for the elite. The the, the it's interesting. Like they it, it's almost. How could anything be have been more convenient than a pandemic? It's so crazy because it encouraged everybody to go inside. Okay, so it made the rich richer, right? This is what we're right. talking about. Made the rich richer. Suddenly, pharmaceuticals get richer. Suddenly, Bezos and Bill Gates and all these mm-hmm big people because you're on your internet all day long because you're inside on your internet you're ordering from amazon because or you're ordering from outside right so you're bringing everything in because nobody wants to go outside and then now the government also has a lot more power because we're slowly being like well they seem to know what they're doing which i okay <laughs> whatever that's um, debatable so right? um so it's just it's so interesting how how convenient all of that is and I you know I'm a conspiracy theorist like I will freaking scream it from the mountaintops mostly because it's usually comes out to be true so just saying but like we're going to talk about aliens and now there was no aliens and then weren't they just saying we were going to like talk about the aliens when was that supposed to happen did trump talk about like we're going to release the records i don't know they have been slowly no they've been i just want to say that they have been slowly releasing information to desensitize you to aliens exactly right so that's that's so it's the, the 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 conspiracy theories always have a truth in them I, I mean, maybe they're too out there for most people to understand in the beginning and they think that's crazy, but generally they're stemming from a place of truth, in my opinion. Right. So, but I also find it really interesting that we never actually talked about where this, where, where this um, virus came from and how like it kind of got glossed over and just there's so many questions, right? There's so many questions and I don't know if it really matters where it came from in the grand scheme of things and maybe that's why it's kind of got glossed over is like does it really matter well kind of does because we don't want it to happen again but um 
you know, Bill Gates just announced, he's like, this won't be the last pandemic. And it's like, is that a threat or a warning? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's such a, like, he's such an interesting figure because he's so not trustworthy. He freaks and me out. You know, he owns like all this kind of, yeah. And I think he's alluded a bunch of times before the pandemic to stuff like this happening. I don't have all the exact information, yeah. but yeah. he, so, he so, is somebody that he actually stole, um, uh, what's his name? The guy that was the founder of Apple or Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. I, yeah, he like stole his ideas and that's where he got the ideas for windows. He's just like, so, um, shady. He's shady as fuck. He's shady. He's total <laughs> fucking shady. I just, I don't even know what to say. And this is what I'm saying. So, okay. So then what does it take as a community? I mean, I think really, it really is this coming, harping back to just women coming together like we are. Um, and actually, I was thinking about this as you were talking earlier about um, online media like social media because there's there's been some new ones right that have popped up because as people got censored on Facebook and and Twitter probably on Instagram too they start moving to other ones I don't even know any of them I think there's like probably boycotting Mark Zuckerberg because he's such a freaking jerk (laughs) they start they start they're getting censored or they're getting kicked off of platforms so yeah, they go, excuse me. So they go to like plat- other platforms and other platforms are being created. Well, I'm finding this interesting because where is, I feel like we should have like a women platform and my networking group is actually on, it's called Mighty Networks mm-hmm. and it is predominantly like women. Well, I mean, my networking group is women, but like, I think the other groups in there, they're like private groups almost like Facebook groups but so but on like this other platform and it's like mostly women I think it was actually started by women and I'm thinking this is what we need more of like the 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 women that come together in like a secret (laughs) secret way (laughs) where you can't get in right but that's that's what I'm seeing the future in 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 like how we come together to find mutual understanding because we again patriarchy so we all have different views we all come from different backgrounds we all come from different places and um, different opinions and whatever but if we can kind of weed through that I think women are really good at that when we when we can be by ourselves when we can when we take his, cause it's actually, I, think, I mean, I think we learned about this in sociology or right. human sexuality, but also when there's because, a man in the room, women stop communicating in the same way. Right. There's a chance. Well, we're very, well, we could just look at each other and know. Right. But mm-hmm. I think what you're saying <laughs> has, so I, I just want to touch on this. Right. Well, and I think we, we, I just want to touch on how powerful we are. And that is why the patriarchy has done so much work over the years to keep us separated, to keep our voices silenced. Mm -hmm. Because I think Mm -hmm. being a woman, we're a portal of energy, right? We're bringing things from the spirit world to the regular world. We're total intuition. 
We use so much of our mm -hmm. other senses when we're doing things. I mean, that's why we were the healers. That's, I mean, and I know that there are medicine men too, and there are definitely some evolved men, but I think over the most part, the people that have sort of taken us down and tried to keep us silent and keep us part of the sort of imprisoned population, because we are, we're in prison. We're imprisoned mm -hmm. by our own mind and we're also imprisoned yeah. by the sort yeah. of collective, right? Of like how and what we're willing to tolerate um, as a society and us, like, yeah. you know, you know, in your own friend group, right? when you start to get powerful, not just in your friend group, but like just in society as a whole, when you start to start embracing your power, people start being really uncomfortable. Oh my God, mm -hmm. don't get too out there. Don't start yeah. saying these conversations. We're supposed to just keep them. And that's innate for a reason, because for centuries, we've all been just told, don't be powerful. Yeah. Dim your light, fit into the collective because that's how you you're going to be safe. But don't make the men You don't want to make the waves. Don't yeah. make them look at you because then they will attack you. Like it was dangerous. It was dangerous. It's, it's still were, dangerous. Right. It's still, it's dangerous. still dangerous. Yeah. And, and, and like, we're doing yeah. this and you know what? We don't give a fuck anymore because the thing is, is, is that what is it costing you as a spiritual person? If you've done any mm -hmm. sort of shadow work in the last 20 years, you know, the way that we've been talking to each other, how, innate how ingrained is your ability to want to close down and stay yeah. quiet i don't know how I, this is so vulnerable for me and at the same time it feels absolutely necessary because we're moving into a new space and it, the the um the solar system the galaxy is moving into a new space there's more light coming onto the planet there's more light in this area of the universe and so we can't even hold it back anymore. It just came yeah. a time when yeah. it's time to come up out of the soil and really put ourselves out there and start being who we are because we're going to affect everything else. You know, enlightenment, they, I, I heard this thing where it's like popcorn, right? One piece pops, mm -hmm. the next piece pops. You know, mm -hmm. we're starting to have this thing where we are not we're not in our old cages anymore. Those prisons have released and it's time to step forward and it's time to embrace our power. So I think what you're saying is right. The more women get together, the more we sort of remember who we are, the harder it's going to be to control us. And the thing is, is the same thing that happens when, you know, they're like, Oh, don't shine too much. Right. The same thing that happens when we start embracing who we are and we start encouraging and supporting and loving each other yeah. to be exactly who we came here to be. That's going to be unstoppable. And the only way to do that, you know what? They can't stop it once it, once it starts and they can't stop it. If we're not going to let them stop, they can't kill all of us. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah it's dangerous. It's scary for the most part, but right now it's not necessarily the death that's scary. It's the sort of, going against the old safety right. stops yeah. that we have ingrained in all of us being that pioneer it. that person to um step into it um and and lead the way it feels a little scary like i'm going to say personally like i'm i'm going through the whole having to possibly homeschool my kids because i will not get them vaccinated and i'm in california and that's probably on the horizon I'm hoping that it's not going to end up being on the horizon but there is a sense of having to 
really, really step into that belief. And it's hard. It's scary because it's like not ideal. And um, I'm part of the society. And I've been like, well, kids, um, I really like it when they go to school <laughs> during the day and leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it makes you really, you know, I'm becoming more aware of just the, the how society has shifted. You know, and again, I'm finding people on Facebook and, and different groups around moms that are homeschooling, moms that are world schooling, people that are, are unschooling. And there's all these different options right. and, and really realizing that what has been the norm and what has been told to us and taught to us isn't actually going to serve anybody in the future and probably won't even serve our kids, you know, no. in the grand scheme of things. A regular public school. It's all school. made up. <laughs> yeah. All the history, all the books. Yeah. A regular public school in California, the kids aren't going to learn shit. They're not going to learn anything that's really going to be that helpful. History. I remember learning. I remember being so, I, I don't know. I was learning something in history class and I went home to my dad and I was thinking America was so great. Like, whoa, we're such a great superpower. And he looked at me and he was like, what is wrong with you? And that was defining moment for me. Not, not because he said, what is wrong with you? I, I think what he was just like, no, you know, just kind of like, showed me. Let me tell you what's really going on. Because <laughs> I come from a long line of people that are like seeing what's happening, right? Yeah, and so exactly, I, me too. Right. I really, it, it was a, such a thing because this is my dad, somebody I respect and uh -huh. the school system that's telling me this message that's been over and over and over again and I watch like native um TikTok and stuff like that and mm -hmm. see like you know that experience the things that they went through and are still mm -hmm. going through as a people is so hardcore and how they're yeah. treated and I see people all the time try to downplay their message try to tell them how stupid oh, yeah. how horrible they are oh, yeah and I just think to myself yeah. like yeah here we go with the way that we've been taught that this was okay, that we totally came in and murdered and genocided all these people, and we're still telling this message. So how much in yeah. the history books are actually true? Our founding fathers are actually not the people that we think founded this country. They're actually these like rich group of men that came yeah. in here and started exploiting because money is power. And those men that have always had the power are the ones making all of the decisions and they have these political figures sitting in seats of office that pass down what they say. If you don't have any money, you don't have any say. You're, they only yeah. care about you exactly. until you vote. And, and then is, after that, right. they don't give a fuck And this you. is what I'm saying. And are they even the ones in power? No. The ones that are in power are the ones like Elon Musk and Bill Gates. They're not even in politics. Absolutely. The ones no. that are really and in Koch power. And Koch brothers. And the Rockefellers. And the Rockefellers. The Rothschilds, Roth right both Rothschilds yeah I think the None Rothschilds are still there but I don't think the Rockefellers have as much for them, as they used to right because then I, did you watch that above the mystic or whatever did you finish watching I didn't that? I think they hit on that I I, I have a really Sorry. hard time with David it's, Wilcox we'll talk about that it was <laughs> that was a really there was parts that were very bizarre but there was like definitely some good key stuff in there but then there was like I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. This seems uh, a little, off camera, a little... I want to tell you about my David Wilcox opinions, but uh, okay. Not here. <laughs> so, but but that's the thing is, so like, we're not even looking at politicians in, as the powerful people anymore. Um, yeah, and and that's where this becomes 
so upsetting because it's when you're looking at people that are regular guys, they were all regular guys, like politicians, they were raised in politics. There's very yes. few politicians, right? I mean, and they're that raised one together. Girl, the Republicans right. and the Democrats you, are raised together. You, that one part in Above the Mystic, I think they talked about it in that, with the little girl who did her research project, she was 12 or 13. She did a oh, research wow. project and figured out that all but one president shared the same DNA. They, mm-hmm. they stemmed from one ruler in Russia or some, something. Or no, is it Italian? <laughs> well, you know, Italians, we like to rule the shit. We're always in charge. <laughs> but, but I thought, oh my God. So like, it's literally in their genetics. Politicians are born yeah. politicians. They just, they get raised up in it. That is just whatever. What's interesting is the people that are really, that have all this money, weren't I think they I mean I don't know the history like I don't know their 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 birth history or whatever but as far as I know they're all just normal guys so (laughs) with a good idea so (laughs) but what makes that upset about that is that they don't have any desire to help they have so much money they could literally go in to countries third world countries and just fix it why aren't they doing that why aren't they doing that that to me is some weird psychological mind fuck that i need to figure out because i just can't comprehend as as a matter of fact they're doing the opposite of that aren't they they're exploiting those people they're They're exploiting the the bottom people they're the society is against the bottom people Billionaires. Have you ever seen the chart? The yes. chart oh that my shows God. you how much yes. a billion dollars yes. is and like yes. versus. Yes. Where you scroll. That, that is the stuff that makes my blood minutes, fucking boil. I yeah. scroll to get to how much money whoever it was has versus me, right? 20 minutes. Yeah. Of scrolling. And yet they can't go in and just fix things like I just it's oh it's so weird it's so well you know that people in the middle class are more likely to to donate money to causes yeah you know and I mean I know that there are philanthropists you know like Warren Buffett and stuff like that and they get stuff and I know that some of them do right but a lot of the things that they do Right. Well, and a lot of the things that they do, actually, they're doing the exact opposite in some ways. I mean, I when you start, because in my conspiracy theories class, in my power class, I mean, we learned about how they put a bunch of money into like, so universities, right? Universities mm-hmm. do a lot of the work for the pharmaceutical companies. They test all, they do all their testing, right. they create they the their- drug, yeah. right? So they're yeah. not paying for that. They, and then they get it finally, you know, um, what's it called when they they go to the uh anyway when they get it so that they're finally ready to start doling it out to people then they make the money off of it they also have those think tanks in the universities where they have people that spend all of their energy and resources trying to figure out how to manipulate people 
And we're just, we can't even go up against all of the stuff that they're doing, but they spend all that money to do those things, to be able to manipulate and control us and to be able to make money off of things that, you know, they shouldn't be able to make money off of using resources that are public, using tax dollars that are public to make money. And then they don't get, they don't fucking pay taxes. They do not pay pay, taxes. I know. The bare minimum. They, They use the roads. They use this stuff. They do all of these things and we can't even tax them and they find out ways to get, and then people defend them. That's what drives me crazy. You're going to defend them and you are not their long lost son-in-law because if you were or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you think that is happening, (laughs) they will kill you. They do not want you to have their money. So even if you are defending them because you think somewhere in you're like, you know, amazingly related to them. They don't care about you. They're not going to do anything to help you. They're going to probably off you so you don't inherit anything. They pick and choose who comes into their circles. You have to, like, in, we were doing this thing about corporations. You can't just be get into one of those jobs. You have to be conservative. You have to have all of these things in order to be able to really climb the corporate ladder past a certain point. They will not hire you if you do not have the same ideology mindset, they want to know that you are going to be controllable, that you're going to uphold the status quo in anything. So it's like America is not this place where you're randomly going to get a billion dollars just handed to you or whatever, or be able to make a business. Like at some point, maybe we were, but we aren't anymore. So, you know, I mean, we're sitting here trying to encourage people to build their businesses and like, how do they do that? Like, what's the practical side of things mixed with your spiritual side? And I think the good advice would be live your authentic self um, and just know that there's so much abundance there's so much that you're that you like we all can have a piece there is it's unlimited it's unlimited because otherwise how would any of us be surviving these people are so rich but still we all are still have some sort of money right we still all have some sort of living that we're making even if it's not nearly obviously as big but we can have our piece of the pie I don't want to say it like that but like that's a real that's a real that's a real goal like we can definitely all do that um I don't know I mean part of of just being successful is I think being able to have a bigger voice so the more women in particular, because that's what we're talking about right now. But the more people, more entrepreneurs, more women, especially, that have a platform, that have a bigger voice, that, or they get to have a bigger voice, the better off we are. And that, again, is why, like, okay, let's get them, in, let's get them into po- politics. But I want to see the woman and billionaire that's looking at Elon Musk being like, I mean, Bill Gates' wife, she donated a shit ton of her money 
after they got divorced she like got a big old i think that was jeff bezos wife i think it's gates didn't they divorce i I don't know i know for a fact that jeff bezos wife just donated like so much money to i think bill gates wife did too what's her face i can't remember her name but that's what i'm saying so you see right you can you see the difference you see the difference in women who are up there i mean obviously it's not necessarily like they weren't it's not their their money i mean it is their money they were there supporting their dudes the whole time one would (laughs) argue that maybe it is more their money maybe it is more than i would argue that it is right i mean most women that are behind a a a famous man or like a successful man is the one that's probably making a lot of the oh my god they were making and they were doing so much work because they were dealing with the man child most likely right Good, but in there being supportive and saying all the right things and honey you can do it so but this is this is what we need to look at more of these women in power and how their voices need to be as we get bigger and and just not silencing ourselves letting that air out right like that air let's circle it back around I think you have a really great point in the fact of like, here is what, you know, success and being able to kind of see what's going on and not limiting ourselves. I see so many business owners that are like, oh, I can only afford this much. I mean, like, right. you know, like, what does business look like? And this is where that intuition and the magic comes in of knowing that, you know, when you embrace yourself, And you're like, wow. And and like Jen Sincero's book, she talks about, you know, how like, oh, you know, you can't afford something. That's when you need to do it, right? That's when you need to hire that person. That's when you need to delegate Mm -hmm. that out is when you're not sure what's going to happen next, because then you're telling the universe, hey, I actually want this. And then it happens. It's like, this is why we pay rent every month, because at some point, you know, we, we do have ability and access for that and for that success. And I think, you know, it's, it's such a thing about shifting this mindset, this poor mentality, which is something obviously mm-hmm. is hard to do like right now. It really Cause is. we look at this, yeah. this, this huge mountain and we're like, well, how am I going to climb up that? But then, and then also, you know, the world's time, telling you inflation and recession. I don't know. We're in recession. I don't know what's happening, but right. you know, right. We're getting these messages that we can't that we shouldn't stay small it's right. too dangerous i've been in this i've been doing entrepreneurial shit for years years and years and years and years like i think i had my first business it's been god like 17 years oh my god so and i there was always things i i i would freak out i started i would be like i can't i can't afford to pay for that marketing i can't afford to pay the overhead on this building for this yoga studio. I can't afford, and I give up. I give up yeah. because I was so scared of debt. Um, but meanwhile, that's one of those things about women, you know, we tend to um, pay for our businesses out of whatever work we're doing on the side. We actually right. usually re- reinvest it instead of going and getting a loan like most men would. So this is this shift, this mindset shift 
I would recommend that people, every single woman who is an entrepreneur listening to this, go get a fucking loan. Go talk to um, the Small Business Association. Get a woman. Work with a woman. Yeah. Because she'll tell you what to do in a way that you will hear and trust and know is for your better benefit. But go get the fucking loan. Or just put it on the fucking credit card. Who cares? If the world ends tomorrow, you're debt free. Doesn't matter. Like <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I mean, wouldn't you just get out a bunch of credit cards and just go crazy? I would. It'd be so fun. Like, oh my god. After watching that, what is that movie? Uh, the Up. Uh, Don't look up. I was like, Did you oh. like it? I had moments of chills. Like I was. I, I haven't I watched feel, it yet. I could feel the, like, yeah, that could happen. And I could really get, I could see how we are a mess. And that we should have probably watched that before we did this podcast, because you would be like, okay, yeah, that's what we're headed. It's so, it's so poignant on how, oh my God, everything that happens, you're like, that is how we're going to do it. That's how we would handle this situation. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing and shameful. And still nobody's changed anything. Like we would all still be doing it. Like, <laughs> but at the end, I mean, God, without a spoiler, but like, go and party, like, just do the things, do all the things. Like if you knew, just do all the, th- who cares? <laughs> At the end, just, Spend the money, focus on your business, get the thing that you need, move forward however you have to. And if it blows up and doesn't work, it doesn't matter. You start again. I mean, I've done it over and over. And finally, this time, I'm finally at a point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to hire someone to do marketing for me. Like, I'm really doing that. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, and the thing is, is I went to business school. I could do my own marketing, but I don't want to. Right. Want to. But and why do the things, <laughs> why? Right, but why do the things that are going to take more of the energy, the creative energy, the exactly. creative flow, the creative juices that you could do? Sure. And, and we're very capable people, but when we utilize and use these things, it actually works against all of the other stuff. Like if right. I, I have my best friend, actually, this is so fantastic. And it's just so perfect. And in alignment with my business, she's actually starting her own business doing like the other stuff, like the taxes and, you know, like all of the, the peripheral stuff I would never think of, or I would have to research right. and take so much energy at the same time. And she's like, well, I could just help you out and get you, you know, started and then use whatever we create for my own thing. And I'm like, I just, it's like so perfect. And even mm-hmm. though I will totally pay her when I get start to really become like super profitable. I just love this idea that this is how we're working together. You have skills, you have an ability to create something and I do too. And it actually happens to coincide and work together. And I looked at Mm -hmm. the astrology, I looked at her chart and my chart and I see all these commonalities, right? All of these things to touch on. And I love that like the business astrology for this very purpose to kind of see how do I work with somebody? You and I, we both have fire in our mid heavens. We're both really passionate. 
and courageous to come out and do this and it works together there's this yeah. flow happening it's interesting you know and i just bring think up the togetherness go on no go on oh no no go ahead um because i am i am a very weirdly i'm a very uh solo kind of person for my own business stuff like i I've always felt like I just, because I can do it myself, I should just do it myself. And I don't really generally, what? I know it's such a fucking <laughs> So annoying. <laughs> Gotta get out of my own way. So. <laughs> I'm climbing up the hill so, and nobody can come with me. <laughs> no, I'm going by myself. Hug you guys. But what's so funny because I have the last couple of years, I've been, my whole consulting business has been around helping other women build their businesses as they're almost like their business partner. Like I come in as like a business partner, right? And I'm just like, this is what we're going to do. And like, let me do this part and you do that part and I'll do this. And then you do that. And like, I right. all up in their businesses. But I won't let anybody get up in my business, right? Like, right. what are you doing? I can't what? ask for help. Don't ask. Don't ask me to yeah. ask for help. And that's why it's so funny because I'm like, everything in my body is like, you can't hire somebody to do marketing. That's crazy. Why would you? You've gone. You've done all these marketing courses, all these social media marketing courses. I've got the book. We'll we'll be talking about that social media. What was the book called again? I haven't opened it yet. I just got it. The, I, the, you know what audible wouldn't allow me to purchase it i don't know why i tried like yeah. multiple times and so i'm going to purchase it i just i listened to the three oh, minute excerpt I, but right. i have not been able to get it it's so, so weird. weird and i was able to purchase other stuff i bought it because i'm probably going to need to start highlighting shit but but anyway like like I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, like, the idea of, like, oh, I can do all of that on my own. And so it's it's really funny to, like, pair up with you on something that's going to benefit both of us. I'm not pairing right. up because I'm helping you, right? Like, it's a weird it, – this is – you're getting me out of a comfort zone that's, like, very hard for me. Because I'm like, but I just do this stuff on my own. Maybe I need to do my own podcast. Like, I don't know how to, like, share the – thing I don't what is happening and then you know I'm also I just like the point so, that that's the Leo part of you too the Leo's like I need all the limelight and attention and but but I and I don't I, I'm saying that in jest I'm saying that in a funny yeah. way just because I think it's pretty that's the thing that we do right when we embody who we are is like we come across these things and then we're like oh how do I break out of this because what I've also noticed about Leo's is is that they really warm the energy around them. I have two Leo supervisors and they like help me grow. They put that sun out there and help yeah. things expand. Yeah. And I think that's what you're doing and living in your true purpose and how your midheaven is actually reflective of the fact of like you help people, you go and you're the sun for them so that they can right. grow and shine. Right. The only problem is, is that you're not getting the recognition. My I mean, son? sure, you're the sun, right? you're the sun, but at the same time, like, where's your, the recognition right. that you need for right. yourself to build your own practice. Right. Exactly. You just haven't I'm been always, able to put that in yeah, there. So, I'm which is why you it. feel like you need to do it yourself because it's like, well, I don't, and you haven't, honestly, there's probably a lesson about sharing space, right? 
of like, how do I also become important in this, this equation? Like, yes, you have the business, you have the idea, but where does Bobby stand in that? Yeah. I always put myself in this kind of background silent partner, right? Like a very Mm -hmm. much a silent partner, um, which I thought for a long time was, and I think I, I felt fine. I felt fine with it for, for many reasons. Like I always, you know, I always felt, I get a lot of, I get a lot of like self-fulfillment in what I do. Um, but I also just, it, again, it's that owning my gifts and my space and, um, and remembering that like, I won't grow if I'm always being quiet, right? Won't grow. I just will just sit there stagnant and but it took a second. It took a second to like get there and like feel, wait a second, I'm going to put myself in the forefront. It's, it's really weirdly hard for me, <laughs> which is weird because I'm, I'm not, and I, you saw my, my post on Instagram the other day about like, I'm not yeah. uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable in I'm just, but it, I, in most situations, but like there, the, there's this weird, like, oh, what are they going to, you know, I mean, we all have it. It's especially for a lot of us when it comes to doing things like social media and stuff, I, you don't want to be on the forefront. You, no. you like, want to kind of, I mean, my one client that I, I do do social media for her, it's been so fun to watch her slowly. Like, she's like, I don't want to be on a video. And I'm like, you have a skincare company. You have to be I'm sorry. You have to. I, it's the only right. way. It's the only way. And she was like, but, and I'm like, you're gorgeous. People want to look at you because your skin's amazing. You speak for yourself. Like your face literally speaks for all the things. And so it's been like this slow drip. Like, just, I'm like, just do this little thing. Like, do this little thing here. Just slowly dribble it right and now she's kind of like oh okay I can do I can do like a video here and she's starting to like come into it meanwhile I'm totally okay with being doing videos right I'm okay with being on camera and yet I'm like but don't really pay attention to what I'm doing don't really look at what I'm doing (laughs) because because I don't I the judgment it's very you know I'm we're all women are generally sort of insecure right and right. and our age group our age group is funny too because I feel like a lot of us we see these younger people the younger girls on TikTok they've got amazing eyelashes this is this is my thing I'm like I might need to get some eyelashes like <laughs> how do I do makeup so that it looks good like yeah yeah I'm also not afraid of getting older but I'm also like but if I'm gonna be on camera do I need to do Botox like it starts getting like you your inner dialogue is so judgmental right and Mm -hmm. and I and what's funny is that all the women around me are like you look great yeah you look great we look great there's nothing wrong there's but it's all and the the thing is is that the but and that's part I think you know why the the um, cosmetic industry is so great is mm-hmm. that they're able to hone in on those insecurities. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter what you do, how much effort and money you pour into things. 
if you don't love yourself, none of that is going to matter. And none of that is going to be effective anyway. So yeah, you can honestly, you know, like your friend's skincare, I'm sure it's like fantastic. Like I'm interested. And also that, (laughs) you know, but when we love ourselves and we're able to really accept ourselves, that's when that stuff is going to be like tenfold, right? That's when we're going to be able to really glow and show up for who we are. And I think that comes from practice of this it comes from yeah. you know like us doing this this is like and so working awkward with people, like, oh working God. with working with supportive women finding your group mm-hmm. finding your partner that will you know whoever that you're working with and again this is this is part of that working as a team and 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 just having I, and it's funny because the more and more I go into things people are like oh my coach for this and my coach for that and I'm like I wouldn't I'm not really one to like get a mentor or a coach um, because I do a lot of that just in my own head. <laughs> just talk myself, my little like coach Bobby. My whole, I'm putting I on my whole, coach hat. <laughs> I have a whole, I have like a whole team in my head. Um, a little schizophrenic, a little schizophrenic right? A little schizophrenic. I mean, it's my guides, right? My guides are telling me this. I thought I was I'm the Gemini. <laughs> well, no, there's, once you start connecting with your guides and once you really are connected with like your purpose, it, it's really easy to kind of steer yourself in the right way and notice, sure. recognize when that fear is coming up, working through it, right? If you, mm-hmm. you can self, self-soothe, self-manage, whatever, without a coach. I personally am a little bit better at that than other people, which is fine, whatever. Right. I'm sure you know, who knows down the road when I want to take, go to the next, like the only coach I think I would probably be getting would be a writing, a writing coach, right? Someone who's really going to be like, Bobby, will you fucking sit down and write, please, right? (laughs) That will be, but that's coming. But I really, you know, harping back to this idea of, of women coming together and supporting and working with each other, find your group, right? Yeah. Find those women. If you need them, me and Jessica are here. We're, we're, we'll be your women. Oh my God, the family's starting to make noise. So maybe the podcast should end now. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, are we good? Are we done? I don't yeah, know. we're good. Who's done? We're good. All right. Thank you, I everybody. It's pretty long. I, it was Thank you so much for joining half. us. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back. Yes, you will. Thank you.